Hey, you're listening to Clumsy Theosis. This is the Catholic podcast where you will discover spunk and motivation to live a vibrant and transformational life as a child of God. I'm Rochelle Lucero, and I invite you to walk with me as we dive into all the things that Jesus gave us to do just that. I'm talking about the Bible, Catholic tradition, church documents, the catechism, the saints, the fathers, the doctors of the church, you name it, and I'll draw from it. You and I together, we are going to transform the world by letting Christ transform us. Hey, what's up? Thank you for joining me again today for another episode of the Clumsy Theosis Podcast. My name is Rochelle Lucero, and I am the host. Every time I sit down in front of the mic to share more about my walk with the Lord or just just His presence in everything, um, it, it's really exciting, and I'm glad that you've tuned in to listen. Today is no exception to that, of course, and I'm going to be sharing something with you that I miss. As a Byzantine Catholic who grew up as a Roman Catholic, there are things in the Roman tradition that I love, I still love today, and one of those things that I miss is the Easter candle or the Paschal candle. We don't do that in the Byzantine tradition, and that's okay, Um, but since we are part of the universal church, I can appreciate it all. So to satisfy my desire for the tradition and the meaning of the many elements that make up the Easter candle, We're going to go over the theological and the catechetical symbolism contained in that one really big candle that is hanging out in your church during Easter, as well as all year long. And after I've shared with you some tidbits about this candle, hopefully for the rest of your life, every time you see the Paschal candle in your church, you're struck by just how cool it really is and what it can represent in your life of faith, what it should represent in your life of faith, because we are Easter people after all. In John 8, 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. During every mass and every divine liturgy, we proclaim in the creed that Jesus is God from God, light from light. And so I would say that using a candle to represent Jesus is a pretty obvious choice. But there's so much more going on with this huge Easter candle in your church than just representing the light of Christ. There's a lot from the basic physical elements of a candle. They all have some sort of theological or catechetical meaning. And then your candle is decorated, depending on how elaborately decorated it is or how simply decorated it is, it's going to have some basic elements that are universal to all Paschal candles, all Easter candles, and they all have meaning. All right, so what do you say we get started with the basic elements, um, the basic dynamics of a candle, right? We know that every candle is going to have wax, is going to have a wick flame, and when that flame is lit, it exudes light, all right? Every candle has these elements, but in the context of the Paschal candle, they are so much more than they appear, right? Because it's a God thing. With God, there is always more for us to appreciate and more to captivate our thoughts and our hearts. Again, the Easter candle is no different. When we look at the wax of the candle, we need to remember that it is pure beeswax and the fact that it is pure beeswax, it embodies the pure flesh of Christ that he got from his mother, the ever-blessed Virgin Mary. And I know that all of my Mama Mary fans out there are really going to appreciate that. The wax represents the pure flesh of Christ that he received from his mother. The wick of the candle is said to signify 
Jesus's humanity, and the flame represents his divinity. The flame also reminds us of the pillar of fire. Remember when the Israelites were wandering through the desert and the pillar of fire was there to protect them as well as to guide them? All right, well, that flame on the top of that Easter candle in your church is supposed to remind you of that and remind you that Jesus is always there to protect you and to lead you, just like the Israelites were led in the desert when they escaped from Egypt. And the light of the Easter candle reminds us that Jesus is the one who we receive our light from. He is the source of light, as well as the one who dispels the darkness. Now, if you have ever been to an Easter vigil mass, you'll recall that the mass starts out in darkness and all of the members of the church, they have a small individual candle that is unlit. The Easter candle enters into the church from the flame of the Easter candle. All the candles that everyone is holding is lit. And all of a sudden, the darkness that is within the church is dispelled. The source of everyone's individual light came from the Easter candle, which represents Jesus. All right, so we have the wax, the wick, the flame, and the light. All of these basic elements of a candle all have a theological meaning, something for us to ponder over, something for us to appreciate and to ask the Lord more about the next time we see that candle. But That's not all there is, right? All of these Easter candles are decorated. And again, like I said, sometimes they can be super ornate and other times they could be relatively simple. But no matter how they are decorated, they are going to have four specific pieces of decoration. They're gonna have a cross, an alpha and omega, which are Greek letters, and a year, as well as incense, five pieces of incense. When it comes to the cross, that should come to no surprise to us that the Paschal candle has the cross as its central symbol since, you know, the cross is the Jesus trademark, okay? The cross instantaneously calls to mind the instrument through which Jesus saved the world from sin and death and the love that he had for each and every one of us when he paid that price for us. When it comes to the Alpha and the Omega letters from the Greek alphabet, That comes from a scripture. It comes from Revelation chapter 21, verses 6 and 7. God says, He says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give from the fountain of the water of life without payment. He who conquers shall have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. The Alpha and the Omega are the first and the last letters of the Greek alphabet, hence, you know, the beginning and the end reference there in scripture. The alpha, it looks like an English letter A, and the omega, it looks like an upside down letter U. Now on your candle, there is actually no set placement for this. Sometimes they could be next to each other. Sometimes they could be on the left and the right side of the cross and the top and the bottom of the cross, but they will always be on a paschal candle. And the point is that the alpha and the omega are intended to call this scripture from Revelation 21 to mind and to remind us of its promise. And then on to the grains of incense. Okay, there are five grains of incense on your Paschal candle, and you have seen them. But it's possible that you might not realize that what you're looking at is, in fact, incense. It wasn't until I was an adult that I knew what this was because normally they look like little wax thumbtacks. So you will see them usually stuck into the cross, you know, because they do have a little tack on them. 
And so they're stuck into the cross. Sometimes they're red, sometimes they're another color, but you'll see them um, at the tips of all of the bars of the cross, you know, so all the four ends of the crossbars and then one in the very center. There are five grains of incense, which represents, you probably guessed it, the five wounds of Christ. And the reason that they are pieces of incense is because they signify the aromatic spices of burial preparation. And I think that is so cool. I was like, oh my gosh. Yes. So if this is your first time learning this, you're welcome. It is probably one of the coolest things that I I like about the Paschal Candle. And the last piece of decoration is the year, the calendar year. Now you might think that this is not actually decoration because it doesn't really offer anything that is like actually aesthetically pleasing. Uh, If that's where you stand, then hi, welcome to to my world. I never thought that the the year on the candle was anything very significant. I actually kind of thought it took away from the decoration on the candle until, until the day that I learned its significance. Now, sometimes the the numbers of the year are inserted into the hollow spaces around the bars of the cross. Other times they could be at the bottom of the candle or in some totally different place. Either way, take a look at your candle, find out where they are because you will want to know this. During the Easter vigil, the priest traces each number in the in the year, right? So this year it would have been 2023. So he traces the two, the zero, the two, and the three. While he prays these words, he prays, all time belongs to him and all the ages. Okay, I'm going to say that again. All time belongs to him and all the ages. When I learned that, I was like, oh my God, that is mind blowing. You know, like I don't think that way on a regular basis. And I kind of wish I did to realize everything belongs to God and everything is a gift from him. And every time I see the Easter candle, I remember that now. I promise you. From now on, when you see the numbers on the cross of your Paschal candle in your church, from now on, you will see the glory, the honor, and the praise of that prayer, and your heart will pray that prayer also. Every time I see that Paschal candle, that's probably the first thing that comes to mind for me. Right now, we're kind of in the middle of the Easter season, and so for the rest of the season, you're going to be able to marvel at the theological robust representations on your church's Easter candle, which is actually your Easter candle, because for the rest of the season, the Easter candle is placed in a prominent place, usually in the sanctuary space, somewhere in the front of the church, and it's going to be lit for every liturgy, every day during the Easter season until after the gospel is proclaimed on the Feast of the Ascension. After the gospel on the Feast of the Ascension, the flame of the Paschal candle is going to be extinguished because it's at Ascension that Jesus' physical body, the physical light of the world, leaves the earth. And I think that's kind of heavy. So pay attention on Ascension Sunday when that happens because it might not be like a big grand thing when it happens. Pay attention. Just because the Paschal candle is extinguished on Ascension Sunday, That does not mean that the Easter candle loses its significance after Easter, not at all. Because after Easter, the Easter candle is supposed to be moved by the baptismal font because the Easter candle is going to continue to make its appearance throughout the year on two occasions. For every single baptism and every single funeral in your church, your Paschal candle is going to be brought out and it's going to be relit. 
It can kind of be a little obvious to us, you know, the Paschal candle, Easter, baptism, like we can kind of see the correlation there. But why for funerals? Why is the Paschal candle, why is the Easter candle brought out and lit for funerals? It's because as Christians, every death should prompt us to think of the Easter resurrection, because that is a promise to all of us. Now, in my family, I'm actually really thankful for this. I don't know exactly what it was that I was taught. I think part of it is just ingrained in our Irish Catholic culture, I guess. You know, being that my grandmother is an immigrant, death was always a hopeful time for us. Yes, do not get me wrong, death is hard. We grieve, of course, you know, I'm not saying that, but there's always hope. There's always an overarching theme of hope because we are hopeful that death is not the end because of the fact that we believe in the promise of Easter resurrection. And that's what our faith teaches us, you know? And when we bring out the Paschal candle, when we light the Easter, you know, the flame of the Easter candle during every funeral, it reinforces the truth that death is only a passage from darkness into eternal light, right? The eternal light of the presence of God, the eternal light of salvation. And I find that very comforting. And I just think it's beautiful that just this simple act of lighting the Paschal candle, and it's because of all of the symbolism of the Paschal candle that it carries this significance when we are experiencing the passing of a loved one. But back to baptisms. Let's look at it just a little, a little bit more in detail. At every baptism, we die and we rise with Jesus. When we enter into the water, we die. And when we reemerge out of it, we are resurrected with Jesus. And our baptismal candle, in the Roman rite, we always get a baptismal candle that is lit from the flame of the Easter candle. And it is to visualize how we share in Christ's resurrection that he is the source of our light, and also to serve as a reminder to our parents and to our godparents that they're accepting the responsibility for keeping that flame, the flame of Christ, alive in our lives. So now that we've gone over the physical dynamics of your Paschal candle and the decorations and its representation and what it means right now during the Easter season, as well as what it's going to continue to mean throughout the rest of the year, What do you say? Are you ever going to look at that candle the same again? Is this going to change the way that you see it and what it provokes in your heart and in your mind? I believe it will. So what do you say we call on some of the symbolism that we spoke about today and we use that to kind of start that conversation with the Lord by declaring the truths that exist in the Paschal candle. We declare those truths over ourselves and over our lives through declarations, right? We're going to make some declarations about them. All you have to do is repeat after me. Get yourself in a prayer posture. Put yourself in that mode where you're going to dialogue with the Lord. In the name of Jesus, I declare and decree the flame of the Easter candle will lead my way and protect me like the pillar of fire did for the Israelites. Jesus is the source of my light. Jesus alone dispels the darkness. Jesus is the Alpha, Omega, beginning and end. All time, 
and all of the ages belong to God? And he has blessed me by giving me a share in it. Amen. All right. Thank you so much again for joining me today for this episode on the Easter candle. I love to reminisce about some of the things in the faith that I don't get to see every day, but you do. Um, Thank you for indulging me. While I'm giving thanks, I also want to thank our top financial supporters. Our show is only possible because of the donations of our listeners. People like Jason, T-Rex, Gary Lewis, Gina, Vincent, and Sherry. I could not do this show without the support of them, as well as our other donors. If you like to listen to this show, please donate. It's really that simple. Head over to clumsytheosis.net and click the word donate in the menu to find out all of the ways that you can donate and support the show. Until our next episode, peace out. Welcome to the end of the podcast. Since you made it this far, you know what that means, right? We're like totally best friends now. (laughs) But for real though, thanks so much for spending time with me and growing in your faith knowledge and letting Christ transform you. Since you stayed this long, I'm thinking that you liked the episode. So will you do me a favor and share it with a friend or all of your friends on social media? While you're online, I invite you to check out my website, clumsytheosis.net. There you're going to find all of the things that you need, such as how to get in touch with me, how to book me as a speaker, how to find my social channels, how to sign up for our weekly email, and very importantly, this is very important, how to donate if you'd like to support the show. This show is listened to in approximately 90 countries across the globe. So if you find value in this show, please consider donating at clumsytheosis.net. Anything that you give is very much appreciated and it is super helpful. All right. Thanks again for walking with me today. Remember that we can transform the world by letting Christ transform us.